sucks dick that we didn't get to know each other better. Well, we're back here on the Skimbo Lounge. Rory, how's it going? Mm, meh. It's like it's like a hard meh. Like it's like a Wednesday. A late Wednesday. It's like a late Wednesday. Seems to be the prevailing uh, the prevailing mood here. The prevailing sentiment. Rory, we got to start the show off um, and address a little Skimbo Lounge controversy. Really? That we found ourselves mired in. Ooh! Unexpectedly. How fun! So I will say this, and then Rory, you can you can contribute to my statement here, okay? Oh, sure. The podcast is not real. Of course not. The podcast not. is not real life. Who thought the podcast was real life? It's a comedy show. And for the record, whenever I say I'm going to cancel you and stop being your friend, don't take that personally, and you should want that. I am a, I am a mentally ill <laughs> drifter and former male prostitute. You should not want to be my friend. Why did you want to in the first place? But like, understand that whenever we're talking about stuff on here, we're kidding. Yeah, of course. It's a little joke. I'd like to think that the people who have left me over the years are the people who developed taste. I, I mean, that's Just a like, genteel ass way of looking at it, Rory. I got to tell you, I'm looking for a more pleasant life, greener pastures, and I got a feeling that you're not going there. <laughs> but Rory, that's a valuable role. You're what we call a practice boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. We're, you're helping other people refine their taste. You see, you're like the Brita filter of dating, except you're the Brita filter that goes up someone's ass like a butt plug. I was going to say, it's like good luck Chuck, except uh, once you're done knowing me, you're just a little better. Like, you don't find the person you're meant to be with or anything. I mean, maybe you do because you're a better person. I don't know. Oh. We stop talking. Follow up. That's the thing. you got to follow up. Like, Stay hey. on good terms with your exes so you can see all the good things that happen to them and feel bad oh, about yeah, your yourself. Exes. I'm talking about just like general friends, too. Like, mm-hmm. I show up at their door in New Hampshire one day. It's like opened by their wife. Like, oh, dude, does he know you? I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for so-and-so. These kids run by. Rory, what are you doing here? Oh, yeah, I just thought I'd show up out of the blue 630 on a Thursday. See how you're doing. Looks like you cleaned up nice. You just snort something from your fingernail. <laughs> what was that? Never you mind. You going to give me a tour? Like, no. Perfect. Nice seeing you. And I just get into my car and drive away. You never see me again. You accidentally floor it in reverse and go through his garage. Well, I'm taking out his fence, if anything. Yeah. Just a couple of quack. Got to get yours on the back end. I, I assume this hypothetical family has a tire swing out front, too. <laughs> they're, just, they're doing great. They're doing... It's not a huge house, but it's a home. But they're doing better than you. Yeah. And that's the point. And uh, hey, listen, I'm not saying any... We're kind of getting away from the point of don't believe the podcast, but all I'm saying is... <laughs> Are you sure? I'm not saying that... I'm not like making fun of you or saying this is a bad thing because, Rory, I'm the same thing. I got a good luck Chuck thing going on with my exes. I just get to watch all the nice things that happen and all the guys that they meet. And here's the thing. Most of them disgustingly ugly. And that can that tells me one of two things. I'm the hottest person they'll ever date, or they've got a type, and they move from me to another person in the gallery. I'm not engaging you on this discussion. I'm not asking no, you to. No. I'm just asking questions for the podcast audience. I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. No. But I, I mean, like, 
these guys are fucking human waterbeds and they're they're getting babes. I don't get it. It's a confidence thing. I must be. Listen, when you make peace with how you look when you're young, I feel like a lot of those people just become great dudes when it doesn't bother them. You just become a great fucking guy. It's like a bell curve. It's like, you know, have you ever heard of horseshoe theory when it comes to like political ideologies? It's the same thing with personalities and shit, but it's also the same thing with um, attractiveness. Really attractive people and really ugly people fall into those two groups. Absolute pieces of shit or really great fucking dudes. That's it. Interesting. What does this have to do with a horseshoe? Because they meet. They end up being kind of like the same on either side. Okay, two heads of the same dragon. Yes. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, it all just kind of, it all kind of runs around. People in the middle, we're all a crapshoot. All those average looking people, we're just like, you, you can be anything. Every now and then you get, uh, you get serial killers too. Yeah, I don't know why that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's empowering to know, never know if you're dating a beautiful serial killer. Isn't I, life funny? I mean, I just, yeah. Also throwing some murderers. Makes dating hard, doesn't it? You're like, oh my god, she was the murderer. <laughs> now hang on, Rory. We're different people. <laughs> no, right? She slips it right between your third and fourth rib. You're dead. Oh, boom. Earth right angel. Oh. I'm just bleeding Earth into angel. a popcorn bucket. You're just like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's the last movie you went to see? It's got to be something just awful. Something with Steven Seagal. How did he get back in theaters? <laughs> oh god. When do you think? Do you think Steven Seagal will ever come back to theaters? Only if he's invited back for some action film that's way above his pay grade that he gets invited into for, like, humor's sake. Like, The Expendables. Was he in that? He might have been the one guy who rejected it. I don't know. I think he is, because uh, JCVD he? did it. That's uh, Jean-Claude to his friends. Mm-hmm. Van Damme to Pabes. And uh, Chuck Norris did it. He sure did. A lot of... Dude, every action hero was was in one of those movies so he was probably in one of them at least albeit probably briefly i don't know i think you're right i think he might have beef with avi arad who's the producer Ooh. so i think he didn't do it i think you're right it's definitely possible if he was ever going to be in a <laughs> on the big screen again it was going to be the expendables movie that's my white whale too and that's not a jab at his weight but it could be dude steven seagal and the expendables oh man <laughs> i would have shot out of my seat like i was spring-loaded like, no way. But we're going to go back and see him in like a shot in the back. Like, you got all these bagels? <laughs> <laughs> Just him rampaging through craft services. <laughs> and that's that's it. Spaghetti. Here's the deleted scene you never saw because we never finished it. It's just the one take he did. All right, we got to get this. <laughs> and he just like snots. This is bullshit. He had violent dysentery the entire shoot, so we had to film his scenes on a fucking porta potty. But it was blue, so we could just blue screen it out afterwards and put him in like a cokehead's palace. Put him on a spider body. <laughs> That's the kind of movie I want to see. Oh man, just him clacking around. Click, 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 click. He, uh, I think the last theatrical <laughs> thing he was in was um, Machete Kills, or uh, Machete the first one. I'm sorry, I just keep thinking of <laughs> Steven Seagal's spider bot. <laughs> a giant spider. He's climbing the side of a wall, and they just can't cut the farts out of his lines. <laughs> 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 we gotta go to... <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get the terrorists. <laughs> I mean, that's... Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Netflix would buy that. That's all I'm saying. I would, I would fund that if they didn't. I would start a Kickstarter for that movie. He'd show up. He'd show up for a fucking half sandwich and a bowl of soup. Like, I don't even think we need his permission. I think we just need to raise the money on Kickstarter and go through his old films and take his body off of the things and, and cut all of the lines. Deep fake him. Yeah, you, yeah. Could, you could probably, yeah. Or you could deep fake him too. You know what? I have a, simil- I have a Seagal shape to me. 
So we could probably deep fake his face on no, me. No, no, you got to put on some weight. We're not listen. Yeah. We're going all out. You're gonna be like uh, Christian Bale and the Machinist if you're doing this. You're going full bore. I can't do it. You gotta eat this ham. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't worth parody. <laughs> this is fucking stupid. He's definitely gonna sue us. Just give me one of those fake suits that the women wear when they want to see what it's like to have a baby. <laughs> <laughs> or Tyra Banks is trying to expose how hard it is to be a fat, frumpy person in society. Oh, like thanks, we can't Tyra all tell Banks. it's Tyra Banks and shitty network makeup. Yeah, you're like, no, I'd still sleep with you. <laughs> I'd grease your cankles like, hey, up. Excuse me. No, you're still pretty Tyra Banks. But they, dude, it was fucking absurd what they did to her. Did you ever see that? No. The Tyra Banks goes undercover as a a fat bookish person? Yeah, not my, uh, not my type of show. Oh, Rory, you missed a daytime miracle. Did you see that episode of The View where Whoopi Goldberg said the stupid fucking thing? (laughs) No, I did not. Well, you're missing out on some real insight from Meghan McCain, but I guess that's your problem. I can't believe she's on The View. But anyway, Tyra. <laughs> listen, no one is had... Is she? No, she sure is. Megan McCain is on The View. Make no mistake. We love the McCains now, Rory, because they don't like Trump. Okay? Remember when John McCain did the thumbs down on the floor? It's all just the same he thing He joined now. Team Good Guy. No, we're not going to talk about politics right now. We're not no. going to do it. We're not going to do it. Wow, you're saying that. Yeah, because listen, I... No, I'm, I'm on board. wildly cynical about politics right now, so let's just not even go down that road. How can you not be? How can you not be? But anyway, Tyra Banks. <laughs> let's talk about Tyra Banks. Man, Tyra Banks so crazy putting on a fat suit. Dude, they literally, like, they, they basically, like, stuffed a bunch of, like, burlap gunny sacks full of buckwheat <laughs> and duct taped them to her. <laughs> she just, someone pokes her too hard and flower starts coming out of her body. Oh, no. She's just queefing like barley dust. Are, are you okay, Tyra Banks? How'd you know it was me? I'm not Tyra Banks. <laughs> <laughs> Is that sand coming out of you, Tyra? She's just pissing buckwheat. <laughs> But they, Sailing. they they dressed her up like a fucking Midwest flyover state librarian. They gave her a little scarf and a little fucking uh, double chin that they applied. And it just all looked like shit. It looked like she had Sculpey on her face. And then like a pair of glasses. And you or me would see her walk. I guess in New York City, no, we wouldn't. She'd probably blend in with all the other fucking freaks. We would see the cameras and go. What are the they doing? Yeah. Oh, look, it's Tyra Banks. <laughs> Come on, man. You have to be smart enough to go, An ugly okay, costume. why are there five cameras following this beluga from all angles? Yeah. Let's get a closer look. Okay, that's bad makeup. Okay, I, that's Tyra Banks. I would know <laughs> those bedroom eyes anywhere. I had a poster of her in my room when I was young, and that was part of my uh, sexual awakening. Can't do anything to hide them legs, girl. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was just fucking obvious. So you know how insulted I would be if I was working out at, like, Curves or shopping at Lane Bryant and fucking Tyra <laughs> Banks in the bad pillow fat suit waddled up to Comes me and to was like... talk to you about your cankles. And you're like, <laughs> God damn you, Tyra Banks. Can you recommend a chafing cream? And you're like, okay, I'll play along. <laughs> I use Duramax, which I think is a flashlight. Oh, <laughs> uh, I just... It was very... And I was fat at the time, so it was very insulting on that level. I'm like, you don't really know what we go through. You don't. No, of course not. Anyone who does anything for like a day doesn't fucking get it. Listen, I vacationed in Spain, and now I feel like I'm part of the culture. I'm the mayor of Majorca. <laughs> they gave me the key to the city. It was chocolate. NBD. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's, I just, it's like uh, anything, like any of those stupid fucking things. Again, we were talking about it earlier where I'm like, I don't think Joe Rogan can talk anymore about fucking... He hasn't. He, he doesn't know what it's like to be poor. No, he doesn't know what it's like no. to be like a regular person anymore. He's out of touch. Dude, he also like this... Can we stop with this canard that Joe Rogan ever really was a normal guy? Like, until he was 19, he was one of us. And then he got on Hardball. And then he got on news radio, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and just like everything's coming up Joe Rogan. Am I jealous? Yes, Rory. Oh, sure. He's had a really good career. Yeah. I mean, biggest podcast in the world. I mean, the Skimbo Lounge should be the biggest podcast in the world. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure about that. I mean, it's, it's... Maybe number four. Hosted by two mentally ill hucksters, so I You'd don't... You'd think it would fit in. You'd think we'd be a shoo-in for other people. Yeah. I think we'd be everywhere. I, we probably shouldn't have said it was a joke. Because... I'm not going to quit until I'm on the Wheaties box, which is like an athletic thing. So, hey, your move, Wheaties. Calling his shot. You heard it here first. You could be the first esports guy on the Wheaties box. I just make it to Lucky Charms box. They make me the new leprechaun. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> but it's like this is insulting. 75 pounds of hard visceral fat from now. <laughs> so you're not even like fat all over. You just have this like giant <sighs> drum. They're after me, Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> like you hear me walking away. Give me the check. <laughs> Just some guy following you with a little it. kit full of insulin and needles. <laughs> They're magically delicious. <laughs> Stick. <laughs> you want to keep that foot, don't you? Yeah. Little kids are noticing me on the street. I'm traumatizing them. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a role model. <laughs> like, wheel by my rascal scooter. <laughs> Dude, that's the thing is like not even to be insulting, but like you would be the funniest fat guy ever. You can't fit in the aisles at the supermarket. <laughs> they put those little stands up where they put like the, the promotional foods out and I just I can't get by. I mean, I, I don't do have it. the willpower to. They're just so delicious. Like I'm pretty sure I could get by, but then I have to go buy all the delicious food. It's like Scylla and Charybdis over Trust here. Me, I've tried. I, I, I thought about like going the full route. Just start drinking I, melted butter every night. Well, I realize I have the, the ability to, to really start packing on, but I'll, I'll, I will die because my body won't be able to handle it. It's like, you've been skinny your whole life. <laughs> what are you doing? My one vein will take me out. I'll be like, oh, well, here's what happened. Uh, you see, he had a Twizzler lodged in the bloodstream of his leg, and uh, <laughs> finally, the vegetarian caught wind, and boom, look at that, right to his heart valve, and he <laughs> fell over on an instant while he was doing that podcast about eating fried dough. We were too nose. late to give him a funnel cake shunt in his heart. <laughs> the last words he ever spoke. One little bit more maple syrup won't hurt. <laughs> Let me chug that bottle. And then I just dead. Yeah. When he died, he was 40% sugar. <laughs> he was a scientific anomaly, and we cut him open to study him. Now, keep in mind, we had no medical affiliation. He we was just delicious. cut open a dead fat guy <laughs> and ate him. There was a lot more plastic in there than we thought. I'm telling you, if we start right now, if I get you on like a a, a bulking program. <laughs> and I just don't work out with it? No, you work out. We'll get you really <laughs> strong so that your body can handle the, the fat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we'll just jack your calories. Like you, You'll eat like 10,000 calories a day. God. It'd be ridiculous. That's a lot. It's a lot. And it's going to have to all be lean protein like chicken uh -oh. and vegetables. And brown rice. I'm kidding. We'll just make you eat Big Macs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, good. So everybody says, like, when Mac got fat for Always Sunny, he was like, yeah, I started off eating, like, 
six chicken breasts and trying to healthily get fat. And then I realized that's the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard. And it's too much effort. I just started funneling Big Macs. Yep. And his wife was like, he's disgusting. I can't find his penis. <laughs> that's the American dream right Truly. there. Truly. Hey, man. Oh, well, I officially can't see it anymore no matter how hard I try. What is this little shiitake button here? America. You just press it and he farts. <laughs> I mean, that's peak Skimbo Lounge comedy, pressing on a guy's micro penis until he farts. Listen, I hope no one took anything what we just said too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> that's my big fear now. No, I, I, I did. I got a, to bring it all back around, I got a concerning text message from someone. And to be fair, it was a text message. I couldn't tell how satirical they were being, but I wanted, to make, law. I wanted to make it clear. Yeah, that it's, this podcast is nothing personal. No, of course if not. If you like Barstool and you voted for Trump, I reserve the right to judge you, but it doesn't change to make fun of you a little bit. my relationship with you. Yeah. Look at what the fucking Democratic Party's doing right now. If the whole thing is a big fucking... I, I, we're not going to talk about politics. We've all got... No, but even further than that, we've all got shit you could make fun of us for. Sure. You know? Look at the I world. like ASMR. Look at the world. My whole life just fell apart and I had to move home. <laughs> there tons of shit. I'm, a, I'm living in an already shattered glass house. <laughs> Keep throwing stones, throwing folks. Throwing stones at all of you. Fuck you. See, it doesn't it doesn't mean anything. They're just words, boy. Words to the, keep us warm at night. The power you give them. Yeah, no, we just we just wanted to make that clear from Jump Street that there's there's nothing per <sighs> There's a good twenty minutes of us Kelly's. rambling about nonsense, so I think that hopefully the point sunk. Somewhere in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. It's very hard to self-identify your biggest flaw or one of them. Laziness. I, I love too hard. <laughs> I'm just too awesome a person, and people feel pretty intimidated. It's like <laughs> going that, into a job interview. By that yeah. awesomeness. Yeah. I work too hard. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I see people, oh, this, then they, like, you know, avoid me. It's because I'm like, you know, they're a pussy. <laughs> I don't they know. Maybe that's like a your flaw, Rory. Shut up. I guess maybe flaw is inaccurate because, like, if we're thinking about, you know, okay, people who like Barstool and we're going to judge them for that and that's a type, right? What do we like that someone could just as easily come at us against? Let's give them ammunition. It's like, hi, uh, let's see. Uh, I still play video games, so people think that's bad. Um, but fuck <sighs> those people. They're dumb. That's pretty socially acceptable at this point. Yes, yeah, to some people. Not not to the barstool crowd. Not to the jocks. No, they have a whole esports thing. Fuck them. Bros play video games. They play NBA. They yeah. play NBA and FIFA. Oh, yeah. NHL. It's the only game you can play while you're fingering your girlfriend. Sports bros play sports games. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the nerdy shit. Like what? What's the nerdiest game off the top of your head? <sighs> Probably RuneScape, for sure. Okay. RuneScape's pretty fucking nerdy. I've been playing that for like 15 years. I don't allow it. That's pretty nerdy. I've got to get my. I've got to get this cape. It's very important that I put this cape on because it has these certain stats which are going to allow me to do this. Blah. I have several mana. Don't you understand that when I put this on, there's a chance for my items not to degrade by 0.1% while I'm in combat? Don't you understand? It does make me want to smack you if I'm being honest. Yeah. See, exactly. Well done. What's you? What do you got? Um, put you on the spot now for the nerdiest video game or no, no, or like a thing for, I could for be, ammunition that people make fun of you for. A thing I'd be taken down for. I mean, personally, I don't care if people make fun of me for playing RuneScape. I still, I, I still am going to do it. <laughs> oh, no. There's Here's the thing. This one applies to you, too, though. Oh, no. <laughs> Rick, Rick and Morty. Oh. It's considered to be very toxic. Well, it's got a very toxic fan base. Yeah. Even though they ruined the show to keep it from being toxic. 
Don't high me wrong. M-H-O. I, I enjoyed the, the cleverness of it, but I think that any fan base that is willing to stand up and harass other people <laughs> is like, it's just a fucking show, man. Just like chill out, fuck off. I mean, holy shit, the Szechuan sauce freakouts that happened, yeah. like. Like if you if you had the internet back in the day and everyone's like, don't you make fun of Ally McBeal? And then she like went for it. That CGI baby that reminds her of her ticking biological <laughs> clock is a goddamn delight. Don't you understand? I suppose you think Frasier's... I mean, there's some rabid fandoms out there. I mean, you have Star Trek versus Star Wars and shit like that. You know, like people take that shit fucking serious. But I, again, I don't... Like, chill out. <laughs> yeah, but even that... Yeah, that's all... Star Trek versus Star Wars, that's even, like, super homogenized now. Sure. Because the studios have just been like, well, here's the thing. Star Trek used to be about a hopeful vision of the future where there's no racism and hatred, and we all came together with all the different races and all the different planets, and we built the Federation, and we can't really get the Romulans on board, but we will at some <laughs> point, and they did in Deep Space Nine, but that's oh. another story. Spoiler. Um, yes, during the Dominion War, but, uh, but that's a story for another time. But... It, See, there you go. There's it used thing. to be this like very optimistic vision of the future, and sometimes that makes it hard to create conflict for the show. I'll give you that. But you see the like Star Trek things that are made today. They're like any other generic action movie. It's just bang, 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 shoot him up, pew, pew, pew. The third one was terrible. Bad guy wants revenge. I mean, I even see the third movie. I'm oh, talking about... On, the movies were like not Star Trek, but they're fine. But the Star Trek shows like Discovery and Picard... And Lower Decks, which is animated. I didn't watch Picard. I heard nothing but bad things about it. Picard was very bad. I heard it was terrible. Super awful. For all our Star Trek fans out there, I know you're riveted by this. Yeah, didn't we have an episode called The Last Time We Talk About Star Trek? Well, we failed. Well, we sir. might as well bust one of these out, Roy. Sir, sir, the Romulans are readying their phasers. <laughs> uh, I don't know why I enjoy that so much. Sir, I'm receiving a transmission from Jeffrey Epstein. Make it so. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. I Rick and Morty is a pretty like I guess. You kind of get assigned a personality type if you like that by some people. I mean, I guess that type is adult who enjoys cartoons still. <laughs> but there's a million people out there watching anime, so I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Well, yeah, and it's people who like who would like ride or die for Bob's Burgers who will be like Rick and Morty is a toxic fan base. Well, you know, and again, I I appreciate a show like Bob's Burgers, but I appreciate a show like Rick and Morty because it does the sort of things that a live action show otherwise couldn't do. Mm-hmm. That's what I like about that. Don't get me wrong. I think that there should be a space for voice actors to work. Um, that's why Bob's Burgers is just fine so that, you know, John Benjamin can have a van. And <laughs> and a fourth revenue stream. Yeah. And so uh, I like that. But I like Rick and Morty because it does things that a, a regular television show would have difficulty doing. You can't make all those sets. You can't make that shit happen with no. a live action show. You can make that. I mean, maybe in 10 years from now when, when CGI really starts to catch up. But Netflix is canceling shows like the fucking Patriot Act because they cost too much in the animations that they do. So if that shit can't get funded, then how the fuck would you make a show like Rick and Morty for six seasons? It's going to cost way too fucking much. And I'm sure animation isn't cheap, but it's way cheaper than making that show live. So that's what I appreciate cartoons for, in the sense that they can do shit like that. Well, and you're you're only limited by your imagination, and that's another thing Rick and Morty does really well. Mm-hmm. And they do human drama really well, or they used to. It's a good storyline. It used to sometimes. be awesome to see like the one where Tiny Rick, and like that being a whole like metaphor for Rick dealing with his own mortality. Like, oh, how interesting. They they taught I felt something, I learned something, and I was entertained and I Well, laughed. it's just an interesting arc for Dan Harmon because I mean, you know, it's not really just him, but it, I what a what a metaphor for anybody in life is that 
you go and you start working a job and he starts working Rick and Morty and he just wants to do this like he just wants to do the job and get what he wants to say out. He doesn't really give a fuck what the repercussions are. And then they start paying him to give a fuck. And so he has to start, you know, playing to all of these different things and he has to start letting people have their say in the writer's room and he can't just be super controlling on it or they're going to fucking remove him from it again. He also got me too'd. And I'm not being glib about I'm He, he, he got did. me too'd, yeah. Oh, great. What did he do? Oh, was he like sexually harassing people in the writer's room? He basically, yeah, was a writer on Community and like, don't quote me on the details, but there was like a writer on details. Community that he kind of full court press tried to like hook up with or date or hang out with. Oh, and she, just she was, was like, not I'm having it, not really feeling it. You smell like a butt, dude. And <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, well now I'm going to just openly berate you and treat you like shit because you humiliated me. Yeah, that makes, that sounds like Dan Harmon. So he just though, terrorized it? her on community. So it's like he didn't do a rape or anything like that, but he, he was a fucking real bastard about it. You know what yeah, I mean? But that doesn't surprise me. Dan Harmon does that to a lot of people. And no, don't get me wrong. There's, it's different because there's the whole fucking sexual harassment element to it. You're goddamn right. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, it's, it's just, it's so weird because again, that's what I think happened to Rick and Morty. That's what you have. See happen to a lot of shows. I think is they get picked up and then you have to watch them. Like, look at the fucking walking dead. I mean, actually that's a bad example. I mean, either they had like all this promise and then like, they just started to go off on this kind of weird road, and then they just started sucking ass. You told me that they started getting good again, didn't you? Got better. It, okay. It's not what I would call appointment viewing anymore. I don't know that it ever was. I just, the person that I was at that time thought so. I think I know the moment I started giving up on it. And don't get me wrong. I, there were still some moments after this that made me like be like, I still kind of enjoy parts of this show. Because I watched for many seasons, but... It was during like season three when the governor was around mm -hmm. and they can't find Judith. Where's Judith? And they're just doing this thing where he's he, like Rick finds his way back to Carl. And he's like, where's Judith? And he's just like kind of snotting from the end. It's just the worst fucking shitty acting I've ever seen after the battle of, of them like fighting. Oh, when the governor rolls up and blows up the prison. Yeah. yeah. And then afterwards they find each other and like they can't find Judith. And he's just like sitting there crying like a dick with Carl. I'm like, this is terrible. Carl! This is the worst. And I, I just, I remember sitting there and like, it was like kind of like that cringy laugh kind of feel where you're like, this is funny. But holy shit, they really like, this is the shot they chose. This was the take they went with. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, no. And I remember just kind of giving up on the show. It was over the top. Andrew Lincoln kind of had a propensity to go over the top. He was really good when he was just like Gary Cooper. Rick mm -hmm. Grimes were just, hey, I'm going to kill you with this machine. Yeah, when he was like a hard motherfucker, but yeah. when he had to be like, I'm a human again, and we can't go back to what we were. And like, he did a good job when Negan showed up, and he was like pissing his pants because he's like, I think I just got all my friends killed. Yeah, that was, that was fairly is, good, but Negan was so one-dimensional that it just kind of, again, that's kind of what I'm talking it. about. They is blew it, just, it with that There was a dude. thing that fell the fuck apart. Yeah. And again, after you get this big buildup, like say, the governor, right? There's the buildup to the governor. Oh, by the way, if you haven't seen the show, this is a bunch of spoilers. Um, <laughs> we're, we're helping you. But come on, it's it's The Walking Dead. You should. It's been going on long enough where you should know all this stuff anyways yeah. if you watch it. But there's this buildup to the governor. And uh, he's one of the bad guys that Rick and his crew fights. And that's all pretty good. Like that whole build. People are like, I hated the season when they were on the farm and stuff. I'm like, I really like that. That was a great season. It was a great season. It's just a slow burn. It's like it's a very character-driven season. And so people who watch The Walking Dead for what it kind of turned into uh, hate it. Well, because it went from 
in that season that you're talking about, they're they're holed up on the farmhouse. I don't know what the timeline is, but it has not been long since the end of the world. So everyone's still coming to terms with that. There's a lot of morality that hasn't been worked out, like that, our boy Dale, yeah. who is basically a senior citizen Tanner. We're losing our humanity! <laughs> He's got the beard and the bucket hat. Yeah, that's true. We are losing our humanity! Don't you understand? Are you gonna watch when we execute the boy? And there's like an actual <laughs> moral dilemma about like some enemy combatant that gets hurt and they're like we could leave him but we end up taking him prisoner and we fix his wound can he be integrated into the group because these were like rapists and murderers oh, they torture him too yeah oh yeah they torture his ass so there's even more of a moral quandary where they're like after what we did and the, knowing that he has other people out there that'd be like if it was one of us in this situation we know that they would eventually get back here and then yeah some shit would start happen. cutting off fingers and mailing them to us yeah, all of the Postal Service is gone, much like real life. Hmm. But um, we said we weren't going to get political. Apropos. But yeah, I mean, they struggle with this moral dilemma and, and Dale dying, old bucket hat, old senior citizen Tanner dying. Spoon Man. Spoon Man. When Spoon Man died, um, it was like really well done. And they're all like, yeah. okay, this solidified for us that we can't delve into lawlessness and we're going to be white hats in the apocalypse. Sure. Which, for those unfamiliar, white hat and black hat and cowboy movies, white hats are the good guys and black hats are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So his crew decides they're going to try to do the right thing, but the world is getting tougher and tougher and tougher. And you kind of watch how you figure out this new world, how you deal with people when the rule of law is completely gone. And it's kind of up to the honor system to keep it. Sure. That was what was interesting about the show. And then the zombies were kind of window dressing. But now the show is about like... This fucking sunflower seed farmer from Skokie rigged up a, a, a fucking punji pit so that when you fall into it, it triggers this thing and walkers pour in on you and kill you and you're all stuck uh, full of needles. It's like, no, what? It's just about like crazy moments that happen basically to watch people die. How clever and gory and up yeah. your own ass can you get? It's fucking yeah, stupid. And don't get me wrong. I uh, The next season, there's like the whole Terminus thing I thought was pretty cool. It's basically cannibals when they bring cannibals mm-hmm. in. That was the best thing they did. But it was just as quickly over. I'd say from like, because after, okay, so they're in this prison and then the prison gets destroyed by the governor. And so they all run the fuck off, and they all see these signs for a place called Terminus. And it's obviously just like the terminal station where all the trains meet up. The Terminus. And uh, cannibals have that place. And so all of their friends end up there, and they all almost get eaten by cannibals. Who they then, one of them saves them all, and they get away. And um, Rick's like, we should go back and kill them all. And, but everyone's like, no, we can't do that. So they leave, and those people end up trying to hunt them down. And so then they murder them all. In a church. <laughs> yeah, and after gorally. that, I just didn't give a shit about the show anymore. I was like, huh, they're not going to do anything better than this. And uh, the Negan thing was pretty crazy, as he murders people with a baseball bat. Yeah. And he's a great character in the comics that they just made fucking suck The ramp the up to him is fantastic. Yes. And then everything after that made me stop watching the show. Because he's just such a fucking lunatic not everything translates directly like the character in the comics is definitely like all you fuckers are so fucked like he he swears every other word you fuckers are really fucking fucked now you fucks you obviously have to tone that down for tv but in doing that yeah i guess can't you (laughs) take a new approach with the character and like make him less of a fucking bugs bunny villain they just didn't want to they're like no "No, we have to do the comics we have to do what people want 
and the t- comic is just this looming evil one-dimensional blah yeah pretty much i mean he's he gets dimension in the comic don't get me wrong but the show just botched it i don't know this he doesn't is really terribly uninteresting it. for our viewers listeners yeah maybe the show <laughs> talking about the walking dead how we would do better with the walking dead yeah it's, it's like hey weren't you fucking buttholes supposed to give us shit we could make funny for well this, this is it <laughs> we've been I sitting guess. here talking about the walking dead for probably a solid 10 minutes now. <laughs> apparently and why it was a bad show yeah well, there you go. Yeah, there's some stuff to make fun of. If you guys ever feel bad about yourselves, just remember. Also, I'm afraid of clowns. You know, I finally realized something about myself, Rory. What's that? I think I'm finally ready to start stalking a celebrity. Oh. <laughs> That's not where I thought that was going at all. Well, where did you think it was going? Not there. <laughs> well, I'm sure you probably thought I was going to say I'm ready to date. Yeah. I'm finally ready to get back on the dating horse, or uh, I'm going to try meth again, or, I mean, I don't know, innocuous things, normal things, things normal people say. I don't see what was abnormal about that. I'm going we- to give myself stigmata, you know. Well, give me time. I wish you would stalk a celebrity. <laughs> They're not worth your time. Well, that's where you're wrong. Stalk, like, a bishop or uh, a politician. <laughs> to do what? Scare them, obviously. You're stalking them. I'm not stalking a celebrity to scare them you're just I'm stalking them to make them feel loved and appreciated calling anthony weiner from his cell phone <laughs> just you're gonna die as you cut your hand with a knife <laughs> there's no reason i can't do that and also like lightly stalk um i don't know zoe deschanel okay. we were talking about her earlier so she'll do <laughs> oh i see so it's not a specific one no and you know what i should put more thought into it it really kind of is like dating i mean if you're gonna put that kind of effort into it you might as well really go for broke i mean come on we should do that as a skimbo segment it's the bachelor but it's just me picking from 12 different celebrities about which you most likely stock will you accept this dead bird in a box oh thank you i will (laughs) i was so listen i'll do anything for my fans says miley cyrus (laughs) and then it just like cuts to six months later you're like I'm just, I'm so happy just to cut to you, like, rifling through her trash. It's like, it's been, like, six months. So I think things are going really well. Every now and then, it just cuts to her opening up, like, the the shades to her house, like, looking out, like, afraid and worried. Oh, she sees you and, like, hides underneath, like, a, a shawl as you, like, knock on the window. And, oh, yeah. I'm always watching over you, Miley. Yeah, it's just you calling her. You're gonna die, bitch. <laughs> bitch. Yeah. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I think it's going really well. And it just is, like, this weird relationship the two of you have. It's yeah. beautiful. I don't know. I think she'd be. I think that's with a great her, reality show. It would be a real Beauty and the Beast thing where she would like at first be like, "Oh shit, this is a problem." This morning she threw out a jacket and I shoved it in my mouth. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> really, uh, fucked my gums up on the rivets, but it was worth it to feel close to Miley. <laughs> and she sees that and she's like, "There's something sweet and almost kind. <laughs> There's something there that wasn't, wasn't there before." <laughs> It's just me eating her garbage. She's eating a banana peel, like just <laughs> and a bit alarming. Yep, that would be an all-time Hall of Fame. I mean, that's how it's got to go. She hits you with her car on the way out, <laughs> <laughs> and he was coursing on refined. And now he's here, his femur shattered. So am I. It's really cute that he thought he would ever matter. And then she just beats him with a pipe. And I come. She brings over her muscular guard who tases the shit out of you. And she looks in, but she like gives you that kind of look like, he's my stalker. This is our thing, yeah. Wouldn't it be nice <laughs> if we... Credits. 
that's how you know everything's going to be okay, because she smiles at the end. <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've heard enough from the defendant. This is just all testimony. <laughs> you kind of cut to you in a courtroom, you look across, she is not smiling. <laughs> I'm in a neck brace, and I have like super thick Coke bottle glasses on. All the hits to the head with the pipe fucked up my vision, and she broke my neck when she backed over me in the driveway, but... If I'm being honest, it was very erotic. Which she First paralyzed. time I ever achieved orgasm. <laughs> she hit me with a car and I was able to climax, Your Honor. I've had sex with countless women no- numerous times. But I considered that time Miley Cyrus ran me over with her car to be the first time I was ever really intimate with a woman. The time I made love, Your Honor. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sit down, Mr. Koch. <laughs> I know her in a way that only a man who's been hit by her car can know her intimately. This is like the worst thing ever. You said you got something to talk about in the second half, and I said, "Oh, I'll get us back oh, yeah, in." Get us back in, <laughs> and I kept my promise. So you're welcome. What celebrity? See, we we be stalking celebrities for totally different reasons. So yes. You're you're eating their garbage. I'm trying to instill fear. Okay, walk this out. Well, it's like someone like Nick Kroll, like doesn't necessarily deserve to be uh, a celebrity who just is there because his parents have billions of dollars, so he could have done really whatever he wanted to do. If he wanted to be a good stockbroker, great, or whatever, you know, he was always gonna have money. Crawl, you fucked up. It's okay. I've got tons of money. Don't you know who my parents are? <laughs> but so he just, I mean, guy. don't get me wrong. Nick Kroll's funny, but he's the kind of funny that anybody would have with he's a billion okay. dollars. Yeah, he's fine. Give give me a billion dollars and I'll be fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. You know? Actually, I won't. I'll, you'll never see me again. <laughs> <laughs> that's when Rory sailed to Cocaine Island. <laughs> some say just the, some say that's where he lives till this day. Just a shot of me dead. <laughs> Being eaten by crabs. Yeah, just being eaten by crabs in a shallow, like, pool. You know, like when the tide goes out, there's like those little pools. Like, I'm just floating in one. Don't worry. It's just yeah. Rory caught in a lobster trap. <laughs> just bloated. Fishermen pull me up. They go, hmm. And they just throw me right back into the water. <laughs> Every little thing. Not our problem. Gonna be all right. Credits. Well, who are you going to... So, Nick Kroll... So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to stalk Nick Kroll. I like Nick Kroll, honestly, for you. If I, I had to nice love one. match you with someone to stalk yeah. to ruin their life, actually, Nick Kroll. Not even just because it's the first thing you said, but it really actually, like... It's just a lot of me sitting in, like, a tree out front of the windows at his house. You look like shit in that polo, Nick. <laughs> oh, my God. Quit calling. Oh! And you just uh, scare him. You know? I mean, ninety percent of his act is diarrhea, right? Or making faces like you're having it. Uh, so yeah, I just I, I sneak into his house. Like I've I've been studying him for a very long time. I learned his key cards. I've learned the, you know, the 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 shifting when his like guards shift up, you know, and all of that. So I really I get in there. They see me on the camera afterwards, but they can't, you know, whatever. I just sit there. I leave him a little like I'll, I'll take a dump in his car. <laughs> Like put like so, just I look I leave little poos for him in places, you know. <laughs> Why but, do you keep doing this? Is he just, <laughs> who's doing this to me? <laughs> just leave it on his doorstep, not even in a bag, like the flaming. No, just the legit poo, because he's you know. He's no gonna, one like he's a pay lo- people to deal with it, like a full log. Are you saying whatever I can get out, <laughs> <laughs> whatever's in the tank at Depends the moment. Depends on what fast food restaurant is close to Nick Kroll's house, really. <laughs> What if it's, what if it's a Del Bell. Taco? If it's a Del Taco, then it's going to be tough tough picking up for Nick Kroll's, let's be honest, his servants are going to do it. But I'm going to put it places where it's like he thinks he's going to get rid of a like, but he'll always remember the poo I took in like his Aston Martin or whatever kind mm-hmm. of car he has. Like mm-hmm. It's just 
wet and uncomfortable and I put it right on the engine block. So every time he starts with the car, he's like, what's that smell? He's just like super. Just a fart blast. Yeah, just shit. You put, just you put poof. confetti inside of the uh, inside of his you know inside of his air fan. So when he turns them on and puts the fan in full blast, he just gets <laughs> glitter. Just gets cut up by glitter. Yeah, yeah just all kinds of stuff. You got to take a shit on his lady while she's sleeping, and then he'll never be able to have sex. But you with give her the again. glitter gonorrhea. You see, is what you do. <laughs> so that uh, yeah, you take a shit on his wife. <laughs> yeah, I think so. You, yeah, and then he'll just never be able. Like makes, it's the same theory as the car. You'll never you have to be able find to look like a smellless poo because that's gonna be hard. You gotta you gotta get them both pretty pilled up. I think the night before, so they pass. They're out celebrities. Hard. They're pilled up. 24-7, No, 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 but they're also, sure. listen, they're also used to it. So you really got to go the extra mile, I'm telling you, because they, they're accustomed to it. They can, you know. Are we talking a f- berry special? I, what is that? That's just a bag full of mixed opioids. Yeah, you just throw them into each other, into their wines. All right. Now you got me on board. Yeah, see, and you go and you poo on everything. <laughs> <laughs> you just write helter-skelter on the <laughs> wall in your own shit. Probably a little too far. I don't really want to go the Manson family way. People got... People got stabbed. I'm not killing anyone. This is psychological. See, this, the goal is to make him kill himself. Yeah. Well, if he thinks you're coming back to finish the job and you shit everywhere, yeah, he'll do it. He'll save you the trouble. Well, it's not even I'm coming back to finish the job. It's that it's that he's going to be living in torment until he. But does that's himself. the paranoia is yeah. that he thinks you're going to come back to finish. Oh, the my job. car backfired. What was that? Oh, he he, <laughs> he sealed it off with poo. It's a calcified turd. Yeah, it just rockets out like a cow pie. Yeah, you get people in the community involved as well. They don't really like the Krolls. They know where their money comes from. Yeah. They know what side of their bread their butter is on, and it's yeah. with the Skimbo Lounge guys. It's like just one of them is married to Miley Cyrus. <laughs> just one of the Hemsworths lives down the street. Comes every now. <laughs> Thanks for taking that poop inside his mailbox. Kroll was insufferable. <laughs> that was more Picard than a Hemsworth, but that was fine. We'll take it. That'll that'll do. Everyone knows what he was trying to do, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll make up for it with some bad Pacino. You guys ready? Yeah, do it. Okay. I heard that Miley Cyrus ran over some guy with her car. And I heard that someone keeps going to Nick Kroll's house and taking shits on everything he owns. Hooah. That was pretty good. Yeah. There you go, guys. Yeah, well done. Have you ever heard that? He's like, that doesn't sound like me. He's <laughs> like, you motherfucker. <laughs> Oh, I'm coming for you. We just watched Scarface the other day. Uh, can I make a candid confession to you? Sure. Now, keep in mind, I have a master's degree in screenwriting, right? Yeah. Had you never seen Scarface? That was the before? first time I'd seen Scarface. Yeah, I'd seen like a, I hadn't seen it in its entirety in a long, long time. It's like one of those things that like was left on TV when I was really young. Probably shouldn't have been kind of things, you know. Yep. So, like again, in edited for television, you're not going to get uh, the whole. You're not going to get like the the chainsaw on the back of the dude's head. Yeah, it's the first Fudge time I've seen you, that Tony. scene actually. Um, but yeah, that's so. Yeah, what did you think? What was your honest opinion? I liked it. The wheels kind of fell off towards the end. Like, yeah, there's only ramps so up much really like, quick, and they just like jump cut to him being like he's out of control and he's fucking up, and it's just doing a lot of coke, moving off. a lot of coke. Like once he reached the top, there was nowhere to go but down, yeah. and that's a quick ride anyway. Just everyone shows up and shoots him. So like. Yeah. It was not, I mean, you know, whatever. I see it as being like, you know, again, it's very abrupt in the storytelling because of the heavy jumps they take. That's my criticism of the movie. But um, I like, I think that scene's pretty legit just in the sense of it being, that's how it would be. They just show up, they gun them down, and they die. I think the stupid part about it is him being like, I can take your bullets, whatever, fuck you, Elizabeth. And he's just like. He's getting winged. Yeah, he's the, his, his whole thing, his whole career is just, you know, his whole life is just, you know, I don't fuck you, I'm not afraid. His buddy gets fucking 
chainsawed down in front of him. Whatever, man. Fuck you. Spit in this dude's face. I'm ready, you know? Uh, and you just want to see it out of him once. Shoots his buddy because he's, you know, married to his sister. Yeah. Just With a whole... terrible accent. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's like a fucking wasp actress being like, Tony. Yeah, it's all... it's. She does like a weird offensive Middle Eastern thing it's, instead. It, it is what it is, kind of. Is sure. one of the Yeah. And uh, it just ends with him like that. It'd just been great if they had just made him afraid maybe in the end. Like it finally he shoots everybody, he goes, he, he's using his gun, and he runs out, and then he just, I don't know, anything. Yeah, well, that's the problem with the movie, too, if I may put on my critical analysis stocking, is like it doesn't, he, like as a character, he doesn't really have an arc. He doesn't change. He's he doesn't just evolve. kind of the same, the same start guy to finish. beginning to end, yep. yeah. Which, whatever, it's that kind of movie where it's just kind of like the spectacle of it. And it's another weird thing that... It was considered Michelle Pfeiffer's breakout role. She has like five lines in the movie, so obviously it was just because she was stunningly hot in the movie. Yeah, just powdering the space between her. But look at the, the time, time when it when it was made. True, eighty five, something like that. It's just that that period, you know. It's just that's that's what Hollywood was. Eighties excess, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. It's a it's a fine film. I had only ever seen excerpts from it. Like the big, the big famous stuff. The chainsaw scene was one of them, sure. um, which is weird because it was presented in grad school in the context of like great writing because of what it says about his character that he just watches icily. And then now that I've seen it, I'm like, yeah, and he doesn't like change in any meaningful way because of it. Again, not that you have to look at everybody I mean, his wants. His arc some. is just like he. His only arc really comes from him becoming a more jaded i mean not even really I don't, his arc is cocaine not, yeah his arc is cocaine his <laughs> he arc just is gets just, more more he kind fucked of up. falls yeah he falls into being more fucked up and more cynical which is hard to say you know he goes from being like i want the whole world to having the whole world and being like this everything's fucking bullshit and who cares and who gives a fuck and i can do whatever i want now but i got no one to share it with who are except yeah. he doesn't use that voice in that movie <laughs> i got no one to share it with man no he did a good job with the accent he worked on it yeah you know, it sounds goofy. It looks a little goofy, I guess, with the benefit of retrospect. But at the time, I bet people were blown away. Well, that's why he had a career. That's true. So. You don't just get to be Alphonse Pacino, which I don't think is his actual name. No. That's but we can pretend that it is. Old Uncle Al. Alphonse. Alphonse. <laughs> Old Uncle Alphonse. Alphonse Pacino. He comes by and gives you nickels like that's a, a currency anymore. Oh, here you go, kid. Did I tell you why I had the first edition of the Fantastic Four? And I'm not just talking about those twins with the huge cans. Ooh, uh. You know what I thought about is a weird tangent, but I was like, because uh, my sister has two kids. Sure. And I was like, they're never going to handle paper money. <sighs> not at this point. I was like, they're never going to handle paper money in their lives, probably. I mean, it'll get to a point where like they, they go to school and they, like, they need money, but by then schools will probably have like a card system for lunches. You think your nieces are going to get chipped? Oh yeah. By George Soros and, and Bill Clinton and Bill Gates and all you, the, all the pedophiles. You knew right where I was going. <laughs> yeah. Thanks Q. Yeah. Thanks Q. Great. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yeah. I mean, it's it, the thing is too, like QAnon is like spreading. It's into the mainstream because a uh, friend of the pod, pod Machado, not a QAnon person, mm-hmm. but asked us to talk about adrenochrome. So I did a bunch of reading about that. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of what it's all about is adrenochrome is apparently found in child blood, 
So pedophiles need to drink it. I don't know why they have to have sex with the kid, too. Maybe to activate the adrenochrome? Didn't do that much research on it. Didn't want to get put on a list. Yeah, that's. Uh, I don't know anything about that. Like, the reasons behind why pedophiles do what they do or explain it away in this weird cult thing that QAnon thinks that they've discovered. Yes. Well, and Donald Trump's going to snuff them out. I know the other end of it, which is that they think there's some guy who's right next to Trump with Q-level clearance. <laughs> Seriously. Who has just like the scoop on everything and that, you know, Trump is secretly playing 4D chess up there and he's really like, he's this many steps behind the globalists and everyone else and he's secretly coming to save us. Cut to the scene from Billy Madison where the janitor's like, Billy? Likes to drink soda. Miss Lippy's car is green. That's just you <laughs> telling everyone what he's learned from being around Trump. <laughs> That's QAnon in a nutshell. If Dude, I'm being they honest. believe the craziest shit. Again, I saw one of them once talking about how they thought because of the whole Pizzagate thing, mm-hmm. that pizza was somehow, and the way it was constructed, was some sort of message system. Like, this dude had a mental disorder. Like, that's the only thing I can think about these people, is when you're like, oh, yeah, but, like, the cheese, it, like, represents, like, the children. Oh, oh, and the, oh. Like, dude, I'm telling you, people get into, like, people get into that shit. They, like, look for codes that aren't there. Kind of a beautiful mind shit. Like, looking, except morons. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And it's just, like Nostradamus for bigger all, idiots. They're just looking at a bunch of bullshit and all the numbers and things just start changing it. And it all just comes out to say, Bernie Sanders is a communist. <laughs> I've cracked it. <laughs> or just some crazy thing. Bill Clinton is a pedophile, which he probably is. Um, sadly. Yeah, I mean. The whole world is going to end up. All these billionaires are going to one day be founded as being pedophiles. All of them. And again, like not to be glib about child abuse because it's a terrible thing, but it does. I just want oh, to know why. No, I know I you're just... not either. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not trying to make it not seem like a bit when I say why they like it so much. Because I genuinely mean that. Why would you be a pedophile? I think it's a power and control thing. I really it's... do. I think it's, it's, it's this weird. Because <sighs> what does the pedophile who lives next door? Not that there is one in the in this hypothetical. I'm not outing yeah. my neighbor, but if if so, like. The suburban pedophile is obviously a sick person. 100%. Who, yeah, it's this like paraphilia that they didn't ask for, couldn't control, comes from being abused sexually as a child in most cases too. Like, yeah, that seems to be actually a really large percentage of it. It's one of those like paid forward horror story Mm -hmm. kind of things. Once like it happened to you and then I think what happens at that point is the trauma, you normalize it. You're like, this is how you express love. Well, yeah, well, it's like, yeah, this is not... um, this is obviously not handled, you know, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, it's like any, it's like any psychosis or trauma that you build from when you're younger. It's just like, you got to figure that at some point, Ed Kemper might've been saved, but his mom hadn't yeah. just humiliated him and wished he was a girl and all yeah. that stuff. And then that happened and it just built until the point where he cut off her head and fucked it. <laughs> yes. So I buried her facing the window so she could see, see me at night. Yeah. So <sighs> true. Yep. And so, he jerked off with her hands. He cut her hands off and used them to jerk off. See, here's what I think. When you look at all of those, I, I'm not saying that they develop in the same way, but I think they develop similarly. What, serial killers and pedophiles? Well, like psychosis like that. Yep. Whether, what, whatever way it develops and forms, is I think it all, it's all just like it's, it's something that happens when you're young that you just don't deal with. Mm-hmm. And it just, it, that's your whole life just gets focused around that 
whatever it is. And you just develop that fixation. And I feel like that's probably what it is for them. But when you're a fucking billionaire, I think it's fucking different to get back to that. I think it's different in that sense because I don't think I can ever really understand what it's like if I was sitting there looking at a screen and it said, your net asset is now at a billion dollars. It's been calculated. This is your, or your stocks or whatever it happens to be. You've got this much liquid asset and it's this many hundred million dollars and you've got this much in the market, but you have, you're worth, let's say I became worth two billion fucking dollars that would break me i feel like that breaks anybody from what you were you become something completely different on the other end of that well and here's why i agree with you because i don't think you make that kind of money and get to go just fuck off and do whatever you want no you're in the big game once you have that kind of money to play with you can affect policy so the other people that are doing that are gonna come out of the woodwork and you're kind of expected to join a global community yeah you're expected to join somebody because you've got the kind of money where you can make a difference Mm -hmm. so there's people on both sides who are trying to do and maybe fuck man maybe when it comes to billionaires they're not maybe they're all trying to do the same fucking thing we don't know it there's my tinfoil hat (laughs) but but so uh like I'm assuming, though, that not all billionaires see eye to eye, just like all poor people don't see eye to eye. And so once you have that kind of cash, there's probably a sense of it being like, well, you can be one of these types of billionaires. You can be one of these types of billionaires. And some of those billionaires are going, okay, as long as you're careful, you can do whatever you want. And they go, what do you mean by that? And they go, whatever you want. Did you feel like you wanted to go to the moon? Because there are companies that will bring you to the moon right now. Do you want to have your own fucking island, Jeffrey Epstein, and do some really fucked up shit there with a bunch of other people who all feel the same way as you do? Apparently they did. And off they went. And hopefully they all fucking go down. But I'm scared because I don't think they will. Because that's where the government of it all comes in. You get $2 billion. The government doesn't just let you do whatever you want to do either. Because it's not like in this country we're taxing those people the way they should be taxed. Of course not. But... You, you, again, you're just too big to be left alone at that point. Yeah, but you've got to figure that across the United States of America, there's several governors and senators that have the reason that they can, you know, afford the big house isn't just because of those speeches, you know, or it is because of those speeches, because the people you're sitting there, quote, talking to are those same people. And they're like, oh, yeah, well, we'll get you in this room and every single person here will pay uh, $45,000 to hear you talk. How does that sound, Jim? They give you a pat on the shoulder and you go, wow, that's like $5 million. And they go, wow, that's $5 million. That's a lot of money. Well, what are you going to do? Everybody in this room is kind of thinking about that you should do this. Why don't you come in ahead and come on in and talk to us? You go and you have your little fucking speech and then you go and you vote a certain way. I mean, it's the lobbying. Yeah, and I mean, it's I also. I hate to be a fucking cynic about it, but no, there it is. I already said it, so too late. To be equally cynical, I mean, it's like Obama and Hillary Clinton and George Bush and everybody else, like, profiting, making these speeches after your presidency. Tons of money. Listen, I think most of the Republican, conservative, Christian right horseshit that my dad and his family throw at me is bullshit. Sure. It's a lot of this, like, whatever happened to the good old days when men were men and women were objects, like, that kind of mentality. Mm -hmm. Some of it it worse in different individuals than others. Mostly my grandparents' generation. But this recurring thing comes around like, you know, it used to be that a president would finish his term and then he would shut the fuck up and sit back and not comment on the job that the current guy is doing. And to an extent, that's a nice thought. 
sure. that ex-presidents will just kind of fuck off or go do something positive with the rest of their lives. But well, especially since they get a pension that yeah. takes care of them for the rest of their fucking lives, or is supposed to. But they're like, well, that's not quite good enough, I guess. Like, if the salary that we give to a president after being the president isn't good enough, then maybe we should stop stagnating wages. <laughs> well. Boom. Said we weren't going to get political, Rory. It's too fucking late. Said we weren't going to get political. Yeah. I don't know, man. I get tired. I The Trump era pisses me off, and it's the reason I have no faith in politics, because, you know, everybody always talks about it and being like, well, everyone needs to get out and vote and do that. And be like, Well, the, pre- the reason people don't get out and vote is because the people who vote never hold their guy accountable. Mm-mm. I mean, and we can go back here, and I'm not going to go ahead and try and compare the Trump presidency to the Obama presidency. But that is to say that there were still things that Obama did that I didn't particularly like. Sure. I don't like the fact that he pulled out of the war in Iraq in the way he did because we were already in there and that created a power vacuum, which sort of led to ISIS. And now I'm not going to go ahead and blame the war on him because he didn't start that shit. And I think a lot of people like to do that because he had eight years of it. And pulling out was good for American people, but we had already destroyed and destabilized another country. And if everyone's sitting here scared of Iran because Donald Trump went ahead and removed uh, like nuclear sanctions on that country that the Obama presidency put in place, um, they should also be scared because Iran basically helped subvert the Iraqi government in being very much more like them, which is a highly militant and very theologically based military. And that's something that should scare us out of a region that we just spent basically over a decade destabilizing because the people who are taking power don't fucking like us. And so if we want to talk about things that should keep you up at night a little bit, that's one of them. And so you can go ahead and talk about things that they didn't like, but then you go ahead and you can talk about someone like Donald Trump You know, and like we're fucked. We are going to come to the end of this quarter and everybody's been super happy about what the stock market has been doing. And that's going to fall because we're going to stop propping that up after this election. Well, yeah, unless he comes back in power, in which case we're going to keep adding to the national deficit like we have been. What's the debt at right now? Like trillions, trillions, 25 trillion or trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions. It's It's obscene. When I was in New York, I used to just walk by and stare because they've got a huge clock on the side of a building. The doomsday clock, yeah. And you can just sit there and watch the number go up. And I'm like, if you, you can literally just sit there and go like this. And that was enough money for anyone listening to have for the rest of their lives. Every second, you just sit there and you watch it. That's just a life-changing amount of money for not just you. I mean, spread it around your whole family. And you just watch it tick away as you just sit there. And go, where the fuck is that going? <laughs> and a lot of it is interest. And a lot of it is just immediate expenditures. My big concern is I think the Democrats are just kind of handing this election to Donald Trump. And it's not even like... They've got a lot of fodder on both sides, obviously. Yeah, oh, of course. It's just, it's the dumb stuff. It's not even like, oh, because it's Biden and Kamala. That whole thing coalesced nicely. That turned into a nice little ticket for the Democrats. But they're going to fuck it up. Well, they're trying to go very moderate. They're doing the Skype fucking and they're paying lip service to the the far left and they're doing the Skype DNC and all this stuff. Yeah. And they have these creepy little like they have these little cult like moments where everyone's singing on Skype and they do that. But the most cringy thing ever was at the end of the first night and I implore all of you to go out there. I I do believe the Twitter account is Kyle Kuklinski. He is the host, great name. host of Secular Talk. Say it again. Kyle Kuklinski. 
fantastic. I also think that she, he shares his name with Richard the Iceman Kuklinski, who was a mob killer. <laughs> That's fantastic. Hopefully they don't share hobbies, am I right? Did Michael Shannon play him in a, in a movie? Iceman. He did or he was supposed to. He did. One I watched one. that. I've seen it. I cut off their heads and fucked them. No, no Ed Campbell in that one. <laughs> that it was such a great line. He wasn't around. But yeah, um, I just it's it's but a, it so the the end of the first virtual DNC night, I think it was Ava Longoria hosting it. I'm pretty sure, and she's like, "Good night, everybody," mm. and it cuts to this video. It is, it's just another one of those cringy like Joe Biden in a tank top fixing a Volkswagen bug. Oh, didn't see you come in there. Now oh, that would hey been there great. scamps, <laughs> the dog. <laughs> I wish we could play the video. I mean, I could theoretically just hold the fucking audio up to the microphone, but no. that's not going to sound no. as good. No, but we're not doing that. Like, we're not subjecting people to that. Pandering pseudo-patriotic horseshit. I'll link it to our Twitter. They just got to stop doing this kind of stuff where it's like out-of-touch celebrities who are like, one team, one fight, and then Here's they the drive problem. away in a hot tub. Here's the problem. Limo. Conservatives eat that shit up and liberals see through the bullshit. I don't think they do. I think liberals right now are cynical. And they I have think every... leftists are cynical. I think they have a right to be. I think well, there's yeah. a difference between liberals and leftists. That's true. Liberals well, are really neoliberals at this point. There's like a moderate section within the Democratic Party, obviously. And they are probably tickled pink right now. No, yeah. I mean, your, your average enthusiastic Joe Biden voter, not like I'm enthusiastic because he's the alternative to Trump. It's like, no, he was my first choice and I got to vote for him. You're someone uh, who like put him in there in South that's Carolina. True. Yeah. That person's tickled fucking pink because he's not going to do anything he's not going to give he's against medicare for all and he's against marijuana legalization he's an old man he's an old fucking triff which is yeah and you know you never know you never know what's going to happen because it's all going to be a financial thing for him and he's a war hawk which is what scares me based on everything i just said yeah it's one of those like a war with iran if he he could he would if he could that's not great look all that's going to happen is <clears throat> he's got everything he needs if he becomes president because all he needs to do is re-enter negotiations with Iran over their nuclear deal. And then that doesn't happen. We start sanctioning the shit out of them, which escalates, you know, uh, our relations with them. And then we start uh, moving our, our warships into position because we have bases everywhere in the world. You better goddamn believe we still have bases in the Middle East. We still have people over there. We could very easily just send people back. He has everything he needs to escalate a war with Iran. Just put shit into position until one side goes ahead and does something stupid. And then he just goes on TV and, you know. Dude, just think about the fucking shit show domino effect of that. America and Iran go to war. You've got the Saudis on our team because they hate Iran. (laughs) Biden reinitiates the draft. Oh, can you imagine? I can't imagine. But but uh, we, we would age out, wouldn't we? No. What was the, what was the, it was 18 to what? I believe it's, it's 34, 36. Oh, wow. So, so I've just been getting myself in killing shape this entire time. Yeah, you've been getting ready for war. Hot oh, damn. I, I mean, th- there's a good chance that uh, any president that tried to initiate the draft would just get fucking impeached. Oh my God. I, yeah. But then again, the world's a crazy place now. All it would take is like one of his secret service agents having a child. that would theoretically get drafted and being like well okay let's nip this in the bud no one suspects the spanish inquisition if you know what i'm saying and he puts a little oxy in pop pop's coffee and that's the and that that's enough begins president harris's reign and that's enough yeah long may she reign 
Long may she reign. Hey, you know what? You know who won in this whole thing? This whole Joe Biden, Kamala Harris thing? You know who's the real winner? Maya Rudolph? Maya Rudolph. <laughs> yeah. But tied with Maya Rudolph. Do you know who else wins? No. It's me. Oh, it's you. Because I wanted Tulsi Gabbard. You and Maya Rudolph. Because she's hot. But Kamala Harris is gorgeous as well. Let's not sleep on Kamala Harris. Let's sleep with her. If she wants it. You see her objectifying the potential vice president of the United States? Yes. And do you know okay. why I'm doing that, Rory? Because this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, I was say, and nothing that we say on this can be taken seriously. It's all a bit. Yeah, calm down, guys. It's all a bit. Do you like how I brought it full circle to the beginning? Yeah, there was no real nuclear deal with Iran. I was making all that up. <laughs> <laughs> Someone out there's like, did he? I don't know. Rory's like, Iran. I was thinking of Keebler elves the entire time. <laughs> Really, you just look, go back, go back and read it. You see me doing some cookie. <laughs> just thrown in there. We, we covered a lot of ground. We, we got to bomb the elves. <laughs> <laughs> Take back those sweet, sweet cookies. Now people that listen to us just like go to random trees in the park and just put fucking cherry bombs in them. Oh, that'd be so horrible if we went to war with Iran. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'd rather go to war with the Keebler elves. I, I, think, we've tell got, you. I think we've got listens from Iran. Uh, so if you're out there I listening, do, yeah. I think if you're listening from there, don't worry. We don't want to go to war with you. Just the people that we elect, <laughs> apparently, yeah. might. It's not ref- indicative of us. We love you, Tehran. Like, yeah, but for some reason, we only have like a choice between a moron and him, and it's like, uh, come on. Yeah. We've got, uh, yeah, it's not great. So we hope we don't go to war with you, but once that happens, it's pretty much out of our hands. You've got to understand something. The One of the presidents we have definitely got peed on by Russian hookers, and the other one definitely eats Dinty Moore out of the can with his hands multiple <laughs> times a week. So our prospects look grim. I don't know if, what the equivalent of Dinty Moore is over there for y'all, but please understand it's bad. Yeah. It's you basically just, dog food. It's... It's not a great. It's not a great time right now. We're not. We're not doing great. We've also got the coronavirus everywhere. I don't know what's going on in other countries with that. I haven't really been keeping up with it. Um. So my friend who lives in Amsterdam is yeah. like, yeah, everything is back to normal. <laughs> it is fine. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Flora. Um, I was out on the beach the other day. <laughs> she, I, I just terrible. was checking in with her. I was like, hey, and I took this grave tone. I was like, hey, is everything okay over there? How are you holding up? And she's like. Oh, you know, we went to the market the other day, and I wore my wooden shoes. And <laughs> No, but in all seriousness, she's like, things are pretty much back to normal over here. I mm-hmm. see that things are on fire over by you. And I said, well, you'd be correct. Yeah. The sun belt is going to cease to exist. Yeah. Not doing so hot. <sighs> yes. But that's wow, okay. my dad's still watching Vikings up there. It's past his bedtime. Oh, no. Yeah, he is. I don't huh. know if you guys... No, you guys can't hear that. These mics are great. I don't know. No. Let's see. Let's see how close the ceiling I get. It's clearly a very intense moment. Yeah, it's... Ragnar Lothbrok is probably... He's hitting someone with an axe. Going to make a blood eagle. And they're like, oh, no! <laughs> yeah. What did fucking Jip? We don't even get to see them. They describe it. It's like, you cut open the back... And then you remove, separate the ribs from the spine so they spring open. Yep. And then you pull the lungs out and splay them open so that 
your diaphragm stops working. They don't get this technical with it because they don't know what a diaphragm is. <laughs> yes, the diaphragm, you see. It's a central sac. You see here your alveoli in your lungs. <laughs> they basically just are like, you know, and if a man can get Blood Eagle to not scream, he gets to go to Valhalla, which is basically like Planet Hollywood for the gods. Yeah. And like, cool, but you didn't show us. You bitched out. Made us look at the dude's ugly face the whole time. Well, you get oh, to see him a little great. bit at the end with everything kind of strewed up. Yeah. I wanted more. You wanted to see it from the back. If you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back. Just You've no idea how happy that made me, by the way. That's a Doja Cat lyric. I keep it juicy, juicy. I eat that lunch. She keep that booty, booty. She keep it plump. If you can see it from the front, wait till you see it from the back. Back, 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 from the back. Back, back, back. Is everyone else Put my out there? ass in your face. <laughs> Is everyone else out there uh, following along? Because I... How long I take to pull my pants up? I've back, never heard back, a back. lot of Doja Cat. i got to be honest. I don't listen to a lot of Doja Cat. Well, we're going to change that next week. Rory's review of uh, Doja Cat's album, uh, Hot Pink, I think it's called. Oh, really? No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Yo, yeah, <laughs> no. You're going to do that. I think we're going to review uh, some Netflix or some shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, I told you I was going to spring one on you. Yeah, what's that? I like what we did last time where we only said the last days of American crime, but then I watched the wrong Missy, so yep. it got grandfathered in. Sure. So this time, I'm calling our shot, and you got to pick one to send to me off air. Sound good? Okay. Now, the problem is, Rory, I've immediately forgotten the name of the movie. Is it- <laughs> God damn it. I was going to say, is it going to be a good movie or is this a bad movie? It's what are we the going Jamie Foxx one. With Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Jamie Foxx. Powers? Where you eat the pill and it gives you powers for five minutes. I have not watched it yet. I was okay. going to watch it soon, though. I think it's called Project Power. Yeah, something stupid like that. Okay. Would you take a pill? I've seen no for material 30 seconds. It. It's basically like you take this pill and the pill could kill you, uh, but it also gives you superpowers for like 30 seconds or something. So it's Blue Chew. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> I could do anything. <laughs> Chewable boner pill. I'm unstoppable. All right, get over here, Harold. You're 70. <laughs> Boning your plain wife. Gross. Um, yeah, so that's that's the gauntlet I'm laying down to you is we are going to watch, and you at home should watch it too so you can make an informed opinion. It's um, Project Power. Project Blue Chew. <laughs> <laughs> Look Power for it on Netflix. A little bit of Monica. <laughs> So we'll watch that, and then we'll review another mystery movie. That so just watch all the whole catalog of Netflix. Well, because um, the wrong Missy and American Crime were both Netflix originals, right? They were both bad films. <laughs> yes, they were both Netflix See, films. Yes, fair does. So we're we watching another Netflix film. Yeah, you should pick another Netflix film. Oh, no rules other than that. It should just it should it have can't be a little, television show. The little red N on it. Uh, that. I mean, it's a long time commitment. We got a whole week. That's a big time commitment. That's the only thing. I'd be down to do it. Fuck you. What else are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) A bunch of stuff. (laughs) No. I have to draw all those pictures that people don't even look at. We're going to watch the review. We're going to watch the wrong Missy three times in a row. Oh, my God. And review it for you. I love this movie. It's like in grad school where they made us watch The Exorcist back to back at night. When I lived in a scary, old-ass-looking, like, Catholic-ass neighborhood. That's sweet. It was very terrifying at the end of the night. <laughs> la, 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 la. You're walking home, you're like, oh, this is, fuck, what? Kid just standing in his yard, bouncing a ball. Your mother sucks cocks in hell. Whoa, kid. Now, that's just Boston kids. You can't. 
chalk that up to demonhood. No, no, you can't. That's just bad kids. Yeah, that's just kids in my neighborhood. All right, so Project Powers, that, and then a TBD that you guys can't participate in because you suck. You yeah, take everything we say here literally, and that's the problem. I'm just thinking of scary children. Like, just around dusk, you're going to burn, Rory. Ah. <laughs> just the kids from Village <laughs> of the Damned with the blonde hair and the glowing eyes. Yeah. Little Puritan outfits. Get out of my brains! Ah. And I just kill them all with a garden hoe. And it turns out they were just kids with, <laughs> with like, glow in the dark. Uh, they're just albino kids and you had a tumor. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Well, good thing we found it. Cuff him. <laughs> what a pickle. And he saved my life, but I have to go to prison for the rest of my life. Technically, these kids did commit a murder. They just didn't know that's what they were doing. So, oh, what do you do when a man with a tumor kills a bunch of kids that killed a tourist? Unfortunately, this was also 1936. So they just shoot me. Basically. <laughs> yeah. No room for the mentally ill in society. <laughs> Oops. Well, uh... Don't even waste a bullet on him. Let the horse kick him to death. <laughs> You you're sentenced to death by kicking, sir. No. Oh no, not death by kicking. Oh god, it's a really old half-blind horse. It's going to take it's... forever. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like a great thing we got to do in a movie. It's a good bit. It's good salad. <laughs> Just getting kicked to death by that horse. Well, I guess <laughs> you can't really top getting kicked to death by a horse. <laughs> Or if we could, we'd have found a way by now. <laughs> so That one got me good for some reason. I don't know why. <laughs> just some poor bastard getting kicked. He just strapped to the tree, put his arms around. <laughs> but really, I swear, I didn't steal that bread. <laughs> oh, good sir. I said, whack. They just tickle the horse's ass with a feather. <laughs> God, I love frontier justice. <laughs> so clean and elegant. Uh, I'll pay for it. It's a quarter. Because <laughs> things money. cost so much less back then, you guys. We just let our horse kick a German immigrant to death out by the old kicking tree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you got? What was his defense like? Well, no, what? We didn't care to stick around and find out. <laughs> chained him up. We fed the horse coffee. It had kicking to do. <laughs> it is a surefire way to get a horse to kick somebody. <laughs> Just caffeinate it and scare it. Yeah. Boo, fuck you. Ah, and just starts kicking wildly. Well, in the meantime, you can catch us on the Instagram at Skimbo Lounge. We're on the Twitter at Skimbo Lounge. I'm a little more active on the Twitter these days. I was I went on it once and said something weird. I can't remember what it was. Yours was about lizards on the moon. Jeff yeah. gave you credit for a string of tweets that I made, and I have never been more offended in my life. Not that they were attributed Fuck to you, yeah. but that my hard work was taken away from me. Good work, Jeff. You're welcome, by the way. Like Rory knows what WAP is. I had to tell him on the last podcast. Now he knows it's wet-ass pussy. Yeah, I do now. Thank you. I really don't know what I would have done without that information. If you would let Ben Shapiro tell you about wet-ass pussy, you'd be fucked. It's just so, it's offensive. Why can't, why can't anyone else go home and make love to their plain played wife? When you, you, what you do is you get the marital sack out, and you zip her up, <laughs> put your penis right through the hole. Right through her sandpaper labia. Right as God intended. She loves it, don't you, honey? Well, that's the show. <laughs> please like and subscribe. Yep. Yep. Well, yeah, please like and subscribe to us, too, I guess. We're on YouTube and all major podcasting platforms, but you already knew that because you're listening to us, you cretins. 
So support our work or I will hurt the dog. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Shit. Uh, Rory, you got anything you want to plug? (laughs) No. Okay. He'll do it, you guys. He'll hurt the dog. (laughs) Okay. Send some help. Well, until Uh, next time, thank you. Go fuck yourselves. Goodbye.